0: big day for us at Tales from the Tailgate as the Olympics come to a close the 2020 Olympics in August 2021 but the most important thing for these Olympics has been that the United States climbed back from a late deficit in the medal count to take the overall medal count 113.88 being the next one with China and just just reaching out on China 39 to 38 in the gold. And the most important thing of that is not national pride or anything like that. It is Bo is finally off the Peloton. So with that, I'd like to welcome in Bo Parker and Alex Christian. My name is Rob Christian. from Tales from the Tailgate. Bo, you're finally off. How many miles did you go?
1: It feels, it feels good to be rested, to be back in my, my chair doing the show today. um, I was, I was a little concerned because I did see, well, A, A, it took the U.S. till the last day, to the last minute to get this done. And B, so I was worried about waiting until February. And B, there's like a weird segment of Twitter that I've seen that's talking about, uh, talking about, um, you know, like Taiwan and places like that and trying to add that to the Chinese metal count. And, you know, I don't want to get political or anything today. Here on this show, the U.S. is the, the gold medal winner, every medal winner. But but I was a little concerned maybe you guys would try to josh me around a little bit or something like that.
0: No, I think uh, I think it's safe to say that most of us here in the West, and uh, at least on this show, I think I can speak for all three of us, that we, uh, I think we're usually pretty pro-Taiwan here. right? It, was,
1: it was a weird part oh, of yeah. the
0: I'm
2: not, I'm not, we're a, we a very, person. yeah, no, we're a very big, we're a very big free Taiwan podcast here. So you're, you're looking. And you're we're looking also, we're, we're also very anti chafing So Beau, just from a personal standpoint, buddy, I, I am so glad that Team USA could come through for you.
0: Yeah. You're looking a little lighter too. You're looking in better spirits than you were on the Peloton.
1: I'm feeling in better spirits. I I was drinking a lot of water when I was doing the show, but now I got, you know, a nice cup of whiskey. It's just going to be a better show all the way around, I
0: think. Oh, man, who would think that I'm the one not drinking on this show? Might have to take a break. Maybe during the ad read. I'll let you all take the ad read this week while I fill up. Well, we are We're very happy that you're off there. We assume that the people in your building are pretty happy, too. That you're not always up there and taking up the machines.
1: But they all, there's only two machines, and they got one of them back.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a hot commodity. Not a lot of real estate up in that apartment gym up in Philadelphia. But we are glad, we're glad to have you off there. What else went on over the weekend? Uh, I was in Virginia, I was traveling, I didn't get to see a whole lot. I went up to see some Collegewood Bat League baseball, which unfortunately was canceled. It was a weird end of the season. Uh, they're going ahead and playing you know, the, the small playoff series that they have, uh, but that's about it. Anyone out of contention, their season was pretty much over, so I did get to miss that. Uh, never fun when baseball is canceled. But some big news that came out uh, more, I guess, we can stick with a little bit of the political side of it, because uh, it's a major part of it, is Florida, where uh, Alex and I live, um, just announced that uh, they can have legalized sports betting on Seminole casinos, and that includes mobile applications uh, so you can bet at home. A weird thing where the server where the bet is made just has to technically be on Seminole land. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Bo, you might have something on that. Uh, I'm not sure what it is in uh, Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania's sports betting rules are pretty lax, um.
1: Very lax. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can do whatever gambling, online gambling you want in Pennsylvania. That's, uh, that's exciting. I got to ask y'all what's, uh, as, as our resident Floridians, what's your first old sports bet you're going to make at the new casinos
2: That's a great question.
0: I'm taking the um, over in whatever Ole Miss game it is. That's a good bet.
2: That's a really good bet. Um, I'm gonna take whatever the under the Jets team under in Week One. Ooh, I thought you were gonna say under wins,
1: but yeah, under spine. We're gonna play great defense. The team's ready to go. That's what you meant there.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Low scoring dogfight. Yeah, three yards and a cloud of dust on both sides. You weren't referring to Zach Wilson's like six picks, like
1: first day of training camp. Like you, you were talking about the defense. I appreciate
2: that. Yeah, see, you know, always look on the bright side of life. though.
0: So. is that true? Did he throw yeah. a six interceptions on the first day of camp?
2: I don't think it was six, but he threw he threw multiple,
1: and I think seven drives made maybe three points. Like
2: didn't wasn't looking good. Uh-huh. Oh, remember when Christian Hackenberg first went there, and he threw the ball so far out of bounds that he knocked over the concessions guy. And it's like, he was game missing so that. bad. He's failed he out of every league. And the Jets did, what, a second-round pick on him? Many. As the number one overall recruit quarterback in the country coming out of Virginia, yeah, going to uh, Penn State. And, and then just – he's like the Jean Vandevelde of quarterbacks, you know, with Vandevelde imploding at the British. That was him, but in practice. So –
0: that might be the that, only time about the, that comparison is ever made, and I think it's the only time that Christian comparison should
2: have made.
0: Speaking of unders and betting, the one game that we got uh, last week in the NFL the Hall of Fame game for the preseason, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Dallas Cowboys 16-3, to and I think we were pretty heavy on the under over here. So I think it was, what, like 33-something around there. And I know it was lower than nineteen. Also, yeah. it was higher than nineteen. I'm sorry. Uh, so I think we're we're one and zero in the young NFL season as a group. Uh, Bo has to get back on as we're approaching football season to where he's actually going to track our spreadsheet this year. It'll there'll probably be a few more monetary implications starting at least in October on this show where it's actually going to matter more, and maybe our picks will get a little bit better out of necessity other than just terrible, terrible advice. On top of that, the NFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony was this past weekend. I really think uh, Peyton Manning pretty much stole the show, if I had to say so. Everyone's saying that he looks like a future NFL commissioner. I don't know if he wants to do that. People were saying that he sounded like it. It was really great to see Calvin Johnson out there. Um, That was really cool. Um, I think Calvin Johnson was drafted in Tom Brady's seventh season and Calvin Johnson's already in the, in the NFL hall of fame and Tom Brady is still playing. Tom Brady there uh, was able to be there for, for Peyton Manning. Um, A lot of people, I think Tom Brady actually got booed. I think it was more of a joke, but Tom Brady did get booed at the NFL hall of fame ceremony.
2: Yeah. You saw him Malco. What's with that? You know, like, but no, that was a really classy move by by Tom. Uh, I, I think the weekend was amazing. I didn't get the chance to watch Saturday's night of speeches. I've got to go back. I'm really excited uh, to see Jimmy Johnson's speech. I know people were talking about that. Um, Tom Flores had an amazing speech. Uh, I, I thought his was fantastic. Him talking about, you know, growing up the son of a migrant farmer and, you know, As he's winning the Super Bowl, another guy from the Central Valley, you know, comes up to him and says, hey, not too bad for a couple of great pickers. You know, coming from nothing, being the first Latino QB, first Latino head coach in the NFL, uh, just absolute awesome uh, history there for a lot of guys our age that we never knew him as a coach or a player. We only knew him as somebody that was, you know, with the Raiders organization for 50 years. You know, now that we get a chance to to really learn more about him, it, it, it's a really great story. Calvin Johnson, he could have gone scorched earth on Detroit, and he didn't. He took the high road mostly. Uh, there were a couple subtle digs, but it wasn't the screw you Detroit that people thought he might go with. Uh, Charles Woodson was great. So all in all, Drew Pearson you knew was going to be a crowd favorite. This, to me, was the most memorable uh, Hall of Fame weekend in quite some time, maybe with the exception of Ray Lewis getting the lavalier mic and walking around where everybody else has to stand at the podium. Uh, so this was this was a really cool thing to watch. Uh, well done, NFL Network and ESPN really put together a nice product this year.
0: I think... Um, oh, who was it? They're only... There, and now it's only three players to ever win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. I think it's Marcus Allen, now it's Charles Woodson, and who's the other one, like Tony Dorsett?
2: Did Dorsett win one?
0: That's a good trivia question there. I'm pretty sure I saw that this week. I know it's Marcus Allen and Charles Woodson. And
2: yeah, Charles Woodson, yeah, those are two easy ones.
0: Yeah, that's just one one other one, and I think it was Tony Dorsett. I could be wrong on that, but we will correct it if I am. If Cam Newton were ever to win one, he has the chance to. He's just yeah. He's just he was very close. Yeah. So he's just.
2: I mean, that game wasn't close, but
1: we need we need like an intern. What I'm curious about, what I'm thinking about, is how many other father-son duos are in the Hall of Fame. Is Archie Manning in the Hall of Fame? First of all, he is. he's not. He didn't no. make the
2: Hall of Fame. He should be, but no.
1: Yeah. Will Will Eli make the Hall of Fame?
0: I think one hundred percent. Two-time Super Bowl winners, started for fifteen years. One of the best postseason quarterbacks ever.
2: He's a no doubter, and he had no weapons on those offenses. You know, those were definitely defensively, you know, carried teams. Uh. There's no doubt that Eli is getting in. Probably, he might end up being second ballot. I don't know if he goes first, but I don't think he's on the cusp of this at all.
0: One of the Super Bowls hot. that he won, his defense was like 30th or 32nd in the league. They were right up there. It was like between 27 and 32. They were right at the bottom of the league.
2: And but with the NAS- one. Yeah, but with the NASCAR package that year, uh, when you had... Strahan and Osi Imanura and uh, oh god who were the two interior guys you know those were stacked defenses at least in the front seven and then you had um, you know on offense Tiki Barber behind him but you know it's Tiki Barber it's not somebody like you know we've seen like old Damien Tomlinson or something I mean-
0: don't knock Tiki Barber, man. He was pretty good.
2: He was? Oh, no, very good. But he you never put Tiki Barber in that top five running back class.
0: Was Plexico Burris on one of the Super Bowl teams?
2: Yes. And then he shot himself in the leg.
0: Is that the best, like, sports arrest made? Like, obviously, you don't want anyone to get shot, but, I mean, of all the things that people <laughs> could do where it's like this guy might have had it coming...
2: Yeah, that one's up there. I mean, there's got to be some really, really stupid ones.
0: That's pretty stupid.
2: That was. (laughs) What are you doing, dude? Uh, Did the guy that escaped from the Raiders the day before the Super Bowl in San Diego and the Federales found him in Tijuana, and he thought he was celebrating having won the Super Bowl? Did he officially get arrested for that? I don't know. But that was just being being tracked down in Mexico, thinking that you've won the Super Bowl when clearly you haven't. Uh, Obviously, the guy was dealing with some demons. But wow. Like, where was okay? Where was bed check on that one? Where was the guy that's supposed to be at each end of the hallway so that these dudes don't go out of the hotel? Like that should have been step number one. Like, hey, no, 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 no. You turn around. I'm having like prison guards with German shepherds outside of my team's floor, making sure that nobody leaves in the three days before the Super Bowl.
0: Okay, I I still think that Plexico Burris is is the worst out of these, like in scale. But the one that oh, I really-
2: Cedric Benson.
0: That's getting a good arrested
2: one. multiple times for DUIs on the same lake.
0: Yeah, like a few years apart, got multiple... To Marcus DUIs. Russell
2: with the scissor? Yeah. With that purple drink.
0: I was going to say Jim Bob Cooter at the University of Tennessee when he got... Jim Bob was bad. When he got caught with the two girls driving topless through Knoxville. Um, That one... I, that's a fun read. I was thinking, didn't... Uh... You know, our beloved
1: Chad Kelly, didn't he, uh... Ooh, yes. Didn't he, like, go into somebody else's house drunk and just, like, sit down on the couch
0: next to him or something yeah. like that? And then got
2: fought off with a vacuum cleaner.
0: Yeah. yeah. And even better, uh, bonus points, because he was coming from Von Miller's house dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> And he just went in and sat down next to the guy's, like, wife and watched TV on the couch while she was freaking out.
2: Guys, I think I think the backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos just broke into our house and it's sitting on the couch. Somebody call somebody.
1: It's it's almost as good as uh, Tom Brady breaking into some guy's house to get the playbook next door to the his offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, oh, yeah Byron left with his house. Coaches. During a pandemic.
0: I think what comes out of that mostly is I want to I want to party at Von Miller's house like it seems like he throws a pretty fun pretty fun rager. And I Oh think, yeah. I think I actually stood next to Von Miller. Alex, you told me I stood next to Von Miller once and I had no idea who it was. You I, did. I you know.
2: were standing right next to Von Miller.
0: And I was, I was pretty gone at that point like I had been partying at Von Miller's house, but apparently I, apparently that guy can throw a party.
1: I guess we're down the rabbit hole now, but who do you think throws a better party, Von Miller or Gronkowski?
2: I think they're two totally different types of parties. Yeah. You think so? I think I would yeah. rather
0: go to the Von Miller one than the Gronkowski one. I think the Gronk one, that one will probably be, like, sponsored by Propel or something. Like, I think it's going to be corporate.
2: And it's like you're chasing, like, there's chicken chasing in the backyard, and like, pony rides, and like, it's cool. Like, I think that would be a nice, nice party. Gronk is rolling up in a Hummer limo to, like, Fred's or Bogie's or something, you know, a college bar, and just rolling down the window shirtless and saying to an entire sorority, hey, I'm Gronk, get in.
0: Yeah, and they like, all don't want to go to that party? Yeah, when, I, I want to go to both. When you say it like that, it makes it sound a little, a little more like tempting. That.
2: But that I, is an alleged story out of Baton Rouge yeah. that, that Gronk did pull that one time.
0: We were we were talking a little bit before the show about schedules and our calendars and things like that and I have always made it clear that I don't really love having my schedule set. I'm more of a go with the flow type person and I can see von Miller texting some players or some guys and being like come over like a random time in the off season and that turning into like one of the best parties or best nights of your life. Bronx is always going to have to be like planned out and like events set in stone. Like, I think it's just going to be planned out way ahead, and I'm more of like the, hey, Von Miller wants us to come over, let's go hang out, and let's get rowdy compared to— well, remember
2: Gronk's Super Bowl party? That was like $1,000 a person to go into.
0: Yeah, I wasn't invited, so.
2: I, I wasn't either.
0: I, I declined I, to be oh, Good yeah. for you, man. Yeah. That's
2: just being responsible.
1: Yeah, I had something going on
0: the next day, you know. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick with my Jim Bob Cooter one. Anytime you're driving through a college town with multiple topless people, including yourself as the backup quarterback, I think he got in trouble for something else, which was a little worse. Like, that just seems like fun. Like, that's like varsity blues level stuff. But he did get in trouble for something else. And now he's, what, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys? For the, uh, for the Lions? He was for the
2: Lions, For yeah. I think they kept. I think Dan Campbell kept him on.
0: And one of those terrible teams: Detroit, oh. Dallas. What's the? Difference oh no! Now? Last year he was with the Jets.
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh.
0: Is he still there? It it says to 2020. They're still they're still in heated contract negotiations to get him back. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing. Middle of the preseason add on. What we get? A full slate of preseason games back this week. Again, Hall of Fame game, always a week before. I guess they get to start training camp just a little bit early. But we are back to a full NFL schedule. Uh, My Dolphins, I think, play on the... I think they played this Saturday. And then we're going to get rolling. Uh, Tua's allegedly looking good. I mean, you're going to get conflicting reports on that. We've had some very big hype. Uh, around Elijah Moore and some on Zach Wilson, especially from Kincaid Dent last week. The AFC, we're a very heavy AFC East uh, podcast over here. And then I'll take the Saints as my number two, but uh, Dolphins play the Bears and Jets Giants this week, both on Saturday the 14th. So if y'all have nothing to do on the weekend, at least NFL preseason football is back. Go watch your favorite starters play a series or two and then look at some people who are going to be back in groceries in about 3 weeks. Uh Hard Knox is coming back. I think they're with the Cowboys. That'll be pretty interesting. I hope that they just have a camera permanently on Jerry Jones.
2: I think you're going to have Jerry Jones wear a GoPro. And it's just like a day in the life.
1: Is the which way is the GoPro facing? Or maybe there's two GoPros cuz you you Yeah, he's two-
2: got one of those. He's a- got one of those big contraption harnesses that it's like a 360 view.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Kind of like the Jumbotron at Terry sure. World. You know, the 70-yard thing. He's just got this big headset with 360 cameras. They're like one of those parking things for those fancy minivans.
1: Can you, can you log into, like, the VR and VR, like you're in Jerry Jones's body going around Cowboy's camp? Is that what you're
2: saying? Right? He's, he's just to- in a bus drinking Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there. That is literally just incriminating evidence. That is like the police video that they show you in elementary school <laughs> of everything that you shouldn't do as an adult is if you just follow around Jerry Jones with a with a GoPro strapped to his head for a day. I mean, that's just strippers, Johnny Walker Blue and Cocaine, right?
2: Oh God! Allegedly, allegedly, he might. There clean. are some serious stories about that bus, though.
0: He might clean it up for one day. I don't think they could keep it on him for the full length of training camp, though. There's no way he can keep clean for that long.
2: It would explain a lot of the press conferences. Like Jerry, what? Where are you going with this, man? It's like, uh, okay, I get it.
0: Speaking of but press again, conferences. allegedly. Speaking of press conferences, uh, some news that came out, and you know, I hate to say it, um, just sounding like an Ole Miss homer, but it's really the first one that I've you know really heard lately out of the SEC is uh, Lane Kiffin came out and said that the Ole Miss football team, over 240 individuals associated with the team, are now fully vaccinated, and so yeah. if you're if you're big into that. That's very good for Ole Miss, and, you know, that definitely goes along with the SEC and Greg Sankey's statement. Greg Sankey just extended by the SEC as well. Greg Sankey's statement uh, saying that all teams have to be 85% vaccinated or, you know, you're at risk for forfeiting games if something has to happen, um, you know, where where you weren't able to play the game if you have that many players test positive and you have less than 85% vaccination rate for the team. I don't know how that plays into the other staff members because, I mean, there's 85 scholarship players, you have your walk-ons, you have your coaches, and then for a total of around 240 people to be vaccinated, I think that's, I mean, you're definitely including uh, some other people there. So all around the program, they're saying that it was 100%. And so there should not be any forfeited games, at least by the Ole Miss Rebels this year. I don't know if any other schools in the SEC are at 100%. Do you all know? I think some were reaching the 85, but I don't really know of anyone else hitting 100%.
2: Yeah, Saban came out and said uh, that Bama's somewhere around 90%. And Auburn, I don't think, has released that information. uh, But... And whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just to me like the big story here is, and maybe it's because I'm an Ole Miss Homer and I want to really take something from it, but last week Kincaid talks a lot about buy-in and, and championship mindset and all those things, and to me, like my big takeaway from this is the Ole Miss team is bought in. Lane said, Look, here's the deal, guys. We're trying to to do something special. And, you know, this is the threshold that we have to get. He said, Let's go get vaccinated. Let's not be forfeiting games over this. Let's not uh you know have those issues and and the team is bought in enough that they were able to get to that 100%. And that's uh, when I see 100% vaccination with this Ole Miss team, what I'm seeing is 100% buy-in to what Lane's talking about and and to commitment to this football season. They don't want somebody testing positive and having some problem, you know, the week before Alabama. They're bought in. And so, you know, Kincaid talked about it last week and and I think this is a great stat for that. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, it I just think, makes me
0: even more excited. I think you're definitely right. The team buy in is there, and there's a lot of hope around this team. There's a lot of excitement around the program. It, you know, there could be other teams that are around or on the same level. Uh, Lane definitely knows how to play the social media game, and even though he looks usually pretty uninterested in his press conferences, he knows exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it. Um, So he knows how to play that game a lot better or he's willing to take the time to play that game better uh, than a lot of other coaches. There might be other teams that are at 100% and we just haven't heard about. I guess the important thing here is this team is not going to be tested at all either. Once you're above the threshold, they're like, okay, we're not even going to test you. We see that in other uh, sporting events or a lot of other things in just regular life where um Even if you're vaccinated, you testing, and some people have shown up and caused you know cancellations and stuff like that. I don't really care which side John of yeah, I don't really care which side of it you fall on, but I mean, if you're looking at it from a football standpoint, I mean not getting tested and having your team at hundred percent that's a pretty good a positive outlook for the year. We're playing twelve games again. I'm here in optimism for nine wins for the Ole Miss rebels,
1: yeah. I mean, the, the, look, the, we're talking, we're talking about a state here that, uh, the Mississippi Department of Health reports 33% of the state is fully vaccinated. And they're 100% in the state of Mississippi. Matt Corral kind of underscoring all this. Uh, he said that, you know, the, the team all trust each other. They said to each other, quote, man, are you willing to miss this game? Um, they special things are afoot, and, and this is the type of thing where when, you know, in December, January, we're coming back and we're looking at the arc of the overall season, and you're like, they really were bought in on day one. Um, kind of looking out. So.
2: Yeah. And then look at the other side of that coin, though. You look at Kirk Cousins, you know, that drama going on where the children's hospital in his hometown dropped him because he didn't want to get vaccinated all the cole beasley stuff in the nfl it it's two sides and i don't know who's right i don't know who's wrong but you know it's it's making news and you know when something like that on the health side is making news you know you've also got to look at something like the michael thomas thing that came out this week you know with him saying that You know, they were clearing him, he got hurt, and it's all the Saints' fault, and he wants out, and, you know, it's complete nonsense. And Michael Thomas, throughout his career, has kind of acted as the diva, and it's hard to really take him seriously. But maybe there is something here. You know, his tweet today that Sean Payton refused to even comment on, you know, there is some drama down in New Orleans, and it's a big problem because— that contract he's basically untradeable so i i mean the numbers are astronomical you're not going to ditch that they're in salary cap hell they've got to pay Lattimore or let him walk you've just paid kamara a bit you know and you've got no real quarterback you know Jameis or Taysom hill the saints right now i'm worried and i love my saints but this is bad
0: yeah, I was going to say yeah. let's get off of the serious track. I, I just wanted to throw something out there about the Saints now that you brought up uh, Michael Thomas and then Jameis. Did anyone else see Jameis Winston get stuck in the pads, and the yeah. tackling pads? Oh, my
2: God, that was great.
0: I, yeah. That was great to see. Taysom got be on like... the ball and Jameis can't go through the tackling yeah. pads. It It could be a sadly long year in New Orleans. I'm starting to think. I really don't want to think that
2: yeah but you know back to a good thing on the hell side Lane Kiffin looking buff man
0: yeah Lane Kiffin dropped 30 pounds they asked him a lot about it at uh, SEC media days and he gave just hilarious answers I love Lane Kiffin. key kiff yeah I mean, Oxford's treating him well you think he would uh you think that Mississippi food could get to somebody but I think he learned how to master it. I think he knows how to enjoy himself and and keep it off. He he does. I think a lot of that hot yoga and stuff like that. He sweats it all out. If
2: you've, uh, I would balloon to three hundred pounds living in Oxford, Mississippi.
0: Yeah, everything is fried and covered in butter. It's the some of the best food that you'll ever have. Like if you could tell me that I could have like food from a five star restaurant in France or something like that, like Paris cuisine or. You know Ajax Diner, go down and get a chicken fried steak with mashed potatoes and buttered beans on it. And it's the greatest thing on earth. What's Eli's sandwich at Ajax that I always get? Uh, he gets the, uh, he either gets the Big Easy or, no, he, yeah, the Big Easy. Yeah, the Big Easy. That's what it is. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I was getting that confused with the Deuce for a minute. Deuce McAllister's burger that's named after him. You know, uh, Eli gets the Big Easy. That's why I get the Big Easy. Other than it's also delicious. Yeah, get some hash brown casserole or some sweet potato uh, casserole.
2: That is a day record meal.
0: Yeah, we were talking with Kincaid, and you know, some people listening might not you know know all the ins and outs of the Oxford eating scene. But if you ever get a chance to go to a game. You go for like an extra two or three days just to eat. You will not be disappointed. I'm sure you can find good places to eat in a lot of SEC towns. Like I don't know what the place in Auburn would be. Like Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa, I didn't think was that great, but
2: Amsterdam's a- really good in uh, in Auburn.
0: I just like Auburn it because was. they have a bunch of Mama G's. I love. Mama
1: they G's. sure do, Rob. What is the name of of my favorite barbecue place in Helena, Alabama?
0: Golden
2: rule,
1: golden rule. Pretty sure. highly yeah. recommend to our listeners. Get it, get the pie.
0: But yeah, Bo definitely goes to the Western Alabama barbecue oh, yeah. spots just to get chocolate pie. Oh it, man, it was a pretty good pie, I will say. <laughs> good pie. That's a good tales from the tailgate that we'll have to go. That we'll have to go with sometime because that's actually when I first really met Bo.
2: Was that when y'all went over to the hockey game?
0: Yeah, that was a long And that journey.
2: was when I told you to get off the highway and go to this place. It was, it was the right good. choice.
0: I think it moved. I'm really hoping they upgraded and didn't like go out of business. Maybe because oh, they God. stopped going.
2: I hope they didn't
1: change a thing. It was perfect as it was. It was perfect. <laughs> Way off. Yeah. What 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 else we got?
0: Yeah, anybody want to take a crack at the ad read or do we want me to do it for one more week? We're gonna we're gonna start passing around the ad reads around the group. You got it, Rob. Nail it. All right. I think we're going to go with BlockFills again this week, right? Does that sound good with everybody? Oh, yeah. All right. BlockFills, founded in 2018, is a disruptive technology firm dedicated to the provision of bespoke end-to-end solutions to participants in the cryptocurrency market the world over. BlockFills has successfully built and deployed a cutting-edge multi-asset technology platform that provides price discovery, electronic order matching, smart order routing, and trade reconciliation solutions for institutions in the digital spot, derivatives, and lending markets. That always trips me up right in there because they sit, they are block fills, but then they list themselves as the company.
2: Hey. <laughs> hey, they're not paying you. They're not paying us for this to be easy on us. Well, some big a, hey, mind. it's a complicated thing that they're doing. I mean, bespoke end-to-end solutions for cryptocurrency. Wow. I'm an economics grad. I don't even know. Like
0: is,
1: I, I got an option they like, yeah, get. They got all of it. it.
0: There was some big words in that ad read. I was impressed, Rob. I know it's it's harder to read than. I mean, it's hard to understand. It might be harder to read. I don't know. Well, I
2: mean, you did go to the University of Mississippi, so I know reading is difficult.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> but. But you hey, know what, Well, we're, we're driving Lamborghinis because we bought our Bitcoin
0: with Blockville.
1: you know, that's fine. You can tell all the jokes you want about our
2: reading.
0: Yeah, Bo's your lawyer too, so I wouldn't be... That's also true. I wouldn't be saying, <laughs> I don't know what's worse, believing that your legal counsel is illiterate or hiring one.
2: Yeah, hiring would be worse.
0: Well, you're already too late on that one, so... Yeah. And you definitely knew him before you hired him.
2: I did, I did.
0: All right, college football is picking back up everywhere we are. Uh, August 9th when we're recording this, uh, The weekend, Labor Day weekend, so about three weeks away, a little more than that, uh, we will be back full strength with college football. The NFL, like we said, preseason is going on, we forgot, uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. I uh, just wanted to mention that USA basketball, I had it on my list earlier to talk about USA basketball did come back and win gold in the rematch against France. Kevin Durant was pretty drunk after the, you know after winning the celebration. Good for him. Uh, I don't know why that actually became news. I think you should be drunk after you do that. and take home Olympic gold. You can do whatever you want. your event's over. So great to see USA basketball come back. A little worried about playing the French again. I think they won by five. What was it? 87-82 final. But, I mean, it definitely would have been a bigger story if the USA lost that game.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, everybody on this podcast from day one said Team USA is really solid, right? Like, we never, we were never on this podcast concerned about Team USA, but, (laughs) um, Interesting thing with all that was: Did you see LeBron
0: James's Twitter the night of uh, the Team USA won the gold? I heard something about it, but I definitely didn't see it. I make it a point not to really check in on what LeBron James does.
1: <laughs> he quote tweeted a game where he went 11 for 11 in 14 minutes against Uruguay in the second round of like the 2007 FIBA World Championship. He quote tweeted the highlight reel from it. Oh,
0: how could we forget about that game? <laughs> yeah. like that's the it kind was, of stuff on ESPN Classic when it rolls around that your day is just shot.
1: It was the most outrageous tweet I've ever seen. And and you know what? what's beautiful about it and what's beautiful about LeBron Twitter is every LeBron tweet results in just a horde of people arguing MJ versus LeBron in his comments. And but it was like, what are you doing, man? The Team USA wins gold, and you're tweeting this irrelevant game against Uruguay
2: from 2007.
1: Get out of here!
2: He's like a supervillain that works at the DMV. <laughs> what you are grasping at straws here? I be more of an attention clown, yeah. LeBron. I, that oh my god, I, I hadn't heard that. I knew something had happened. But to Rob's point, I make a concerted effort not to listen to anything LeBron does on Twitter. But, good lord, that is just beyond tone deaf.
0: I think it's his personality a- actually fits someone who would work at the DMV. So I'm sure there's some very lovely people who work at the Department of Motor Vehicles. And in- yeah, because
2: for the Olympics this year, he was on break.
0: It's is it DMV supervillain?
1: I'm I'm sure there's a lot of nice people at the DMV, but is a DMV supervillain just like just a
2: villain? Like, is it like is I don't DMV know? But you're the one that movie? can like put everybody on break at once.
0: <laughs> that is true. You have uh, you have a power. You have power like over a decent amount of the city. I mean, like, like
2: I am shutting down commerce.
0: Like, if we. I mean, it's different, obviously, in Philadelphia or South Florida or around Miami or Palm Beach or anything like that, where there's multiple DMVs within a county. But, like, think about where we were living for a while, like Alex in Auburn or Beau, you and I in Oxford and Lafayette County. If one person decides that the DMV is not moving that day, that could wreck, like, the county. So I think you're almost there on supervillain status.
2: And I think. Yeah, the- that are, we, had, we, had a, we had a really bad problem, and there was a supervillain that haunted Auburn, Alabama for a while. Uh, the waste collection folks did not come by for mm-hmm. like a month. And the the uh, large accumulation of trash, because it was during football season. Ooh. Yeah, we're throwing parties every other night. There are giant giant like 18 foot tall mountains of trash bags and and a tales from the tailgate that due to statutes of limitations I probably cannot go into uh, there was a community effort to eradicate the trash problem that was not well received by a number of local law enforcement and emergency agencies so uh, yeah, that guy, whoever decided not to pick up the trash for a month, that guy was a super villain.
0: I mean, then you just burn the trash, and then the trash goes up into the atmosphere and turns into stars. And turns
2: into stars. Yeah, that's what we were trying to do, and it didn't work. It's His just... power. It just kind of melted into the asphalt on the road. And, uh, yeah, they the good people of the Auburn Fire Department were like, we know it was you. It wasn't us. There's a line of trash going back to your door. Ah, uh, yeah, it probably was us.
1: yeah. And the best part about that is his superpower was just not doing his job.
0: They hold the power, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's leverage.
0: Then it kind of smelled like Philadelphia smells a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, but I think that leads us perfectly into our final segment, the dumb question of the week. Brought to you by Bo this week. Uh, Bo came out with a good one uh, for us before we got on here. Um, If you're into movies, uh, I think this might be a good one. I'm usually, it's hard to to get me to sit down and watch a movie. I watched Old School, but I've seen Old School like a million times like two weeks ago. And that's probably the first movie I've watched in like probably four or five months other than, like, if Major League comes on, or Major League 2. That's about it. So, Bo, movie-themed question, super villain-themed question for us this week.
1: This is a simple one, guys. Dumb question of the week this week. Who is the best, like, comic book or movie or TV? I guess they're probably all from the comic books, but who who is the best super villain? You know, and and I think it's appropriate to share, like, maybe there's one that's most entertaining and maybe you have a different one that that is one that you really identify with. Like it's the supervillain that you would be when you're really mad or something would aspire to be this supervillain. So that's, that's supervillain. We'll let Alex go first.
2: All right. (laughs) I mean, it's hard because I love guardians of the galaxy and guardians of the galaxy Two. Kurt Russell was a planet. And a supervillain, so I, I don't know how you can beat a planet. Uh, that's definitely up there. Does Jafar from Aladdin count? Like he was a wizard or something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he was he was pretty shitty. Like um, Far after he rubs the lamp or he yeah, like he was weird. he was just a he was just some very bad things that I could say. He was a bad bad man. Uh, but I'm gonna go with somebody, or, you know what, I'm just taking the entire Legion of Doom. I am taking the Legion of Doom because it was a, a collection of D-list supervillains that had absolutely nothing going for them. Like Solomon Grundy. Like, he's a zombie that was, you know, revived in a swamp. Like, that's, that's his thing. And they had the most ridiculous people. Like, I'm sure, like, the famous ones everybody knows, like Joker and Harley Quinn, and those are great. Lex Luthor, awesome. Catwoman, Penguin. But they also had the shitty supervillains. They had Captain Cold, Heat Wave, uh, Clock King. Don't even know what the hell he does, but I imagine it has something to do with manipulating time. Kite Man. Dr. Poison calendar man Who just themes his crimes Based on whatever the calendar says it is Like oh you know what He and LeBron could get on with Taco Tuesday You dress up in a Insensitive outfit Or you dress up as a giant taco And you rob a bank on a Tuesday
1: Is that really what he Like his thing is he he themes it based on the calendar That's his thing Yeah I can't you know what else is I do like condiment. He can have a
2: Wikipedia page. He does. He does.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at calendar. Now I
2: don't right know about I ahead. don't know about condi- condiment King. Condiment, condiment King.
0: King.
2: <laughs>
1: that, that's like, the right
2: choice. It's like that guy is just throwing like.
0: What he just like throwing relish at somebody? What, what is going on? Condiment this, well, King I mean, should definitely be the sidekick of the Burger King. Ooh, Yeah. Although I guess he would be like, I guess you could still be like a lower. He could king. be the crown prince. Yeah, the, that might actually sound cooler than king of condiments. I'd rather be a crown prince.
2: Crown prince of condiments?
0: Yeah.
1: Connie Archduke. Also goes by the name Mitchell Mayo. Oh,
2: yes. <laughs> Sponsored by Duke's Yeah. <laughs> his only natural enemy miracle whip this is just insane oh man con- his condiment
1: gun his condiment gun fires mustard ketchup tabasco sauce and vinegar
2: i want one of those just for the house
1: <laughs> yeah just to have around well i'm not i'm not sure those are beatable the I I was watching that movie The Suicide Squad and uh Polka Dot Man was in there. He's uh he's one of the Legion of Doom guys. You know, I always think of the traditional ones. It's hard to beat the Joker or Two Face or the Riddler or uh I guess the the Spider Man one. What was that? The Green Goblin, but you you kind of took all the fun ones.
2: There, there were some really... Ho- okay, who's the hottest supervillain? Because you've got Harley Quinn, you got Catwoman, you got Poison Ivy. Yeah, just all the birds of prey.
0: Who played Man. Who played Harley Quinn?
2: Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Probably
0: that one. Will, yeah, that's hard to beat. I will tell you my pick. Michelle
2: Pfeiffer in the Catwoman suit. Halle Berry was Catwoman.
0: I'll tell you my pick... And they are definitely not the hottest supervillain, but they are just my pick for supervillain, is Danny DeVito's depiction of the penguin in Batman Returns. So Danny DeVito as Oswald Cobblepot the penguin. Danny DeVito is a treasure.
1: I like like that pick a lot, because Danny DeVito is hilarious. When you said not the hottest, I thought you were going to come up with something like Killer Croc with all the scales and whatnot. I definitely don't know who that is. That was, I think that was a Batman one, right? He's like, he's just this crocodile lizard man.
0: Oh man, every spring calendar man is reborn with his DNA altered but retains his memories and then ages rapidly until winter when he dies again, only to be reborn again the next spring by crawling from the husk of his own corpse. So he's like a cicada. Yeah. What's his backstory? I'm reading it now. He's He's nuts. (laughs) He's experienced in hand-to-hand combat. He carefully plans and themes his crimes around holidays, weekdays, and the seasons. He I guess he's not a big weekend guy. He takes those off.
2: Yeah. Clock king can see four seconds into the future. Yes. That's his superpowers. He can see four seconds into the future. Four seconds.
0: I think I, I might like that. I think like I know the... the best use for that power is when you have to go get a power play beer or need a beer and you're at a hockey game. So you'll know when the power play is going to be called and you can get like a four to probably like four to seven seconds head start on everybody.
1: Well, I was going to That's say good. There, it feels like there's a lot of moments in my life where I kind of have some idea four seconds from now, what's going to be happening.
0: Like if you're, you can be fully sure if it was going to be a fart or not.
1: That
2: is a good superpower.
1: Yeah. Actually, this is this is increasingly becoming a highly
0: valuable
2: superpower. There's also a guy named Psycho Pirate.
0: I mean, think about like uh, traffic accidents or something. You get a four second head start to hit your brakes or not go through that green light that someone's about to run the red light. Life changing. It's life saving. Why? But these are all good
2: things. Why use it for evil? Yeah, but how do you also operate in the present if you're seeing four seconds ahead? How do you know what you're doing?
1: Can you see two seconds ahead, or is it like you literally just have two streams going? Like, you see four seconds, and currently... I, I don't know. Or can, is like is the four seconds like a, a, a plane of time, and you can see the full four?
2: Like, do you have to turn it on? Like, is it not all the time? Oh, yeah, that's, that's right, because then it completely screws
1: up the driving thing.
2: Yeah, it's like Bluetooth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we have, we have sufficiently squeezed all the juice out of this topic.
0: Oh, man, at some point, <laughs> Calendar Man was upgraded to Calendar King. How did he do that? Who do you have to, like... Kill in a festive way. This is in television, so I don't know how much canon this goes by, but someone named Batmite used his reality warping powers to update calendar man upgrade. Sorry, update, I was thinking of updating a calendar, which would be more fitting for this statement. Upgraded Calendar Man into Calendar King. Giving in, him in the, the, the power warrior. to conjure monsters and henchmen themed after various holidays.
1: Oh, that's sick. In the late 90s, they made a calendar girl.
2: Yeah. I think that's two different things. Uh, it says, yeah. See? t Rev got it. All right.
0: <laughs> well, this has been more interesting than I thought, because I really don't know anything about, um, about, like, superhero movies, Marvel, DC. I'm completely out on it. If someone wants to go watch it, I'll be like, okay, but I'm probably not going to know what's going on, and then they make like 40 Marvel movies, and then they make ones for each of the individual heroes, or villains, or things like that, so I'm I'm usually out on that, but th- this has actually been pretty fun. Before we got on here, we promised that this was going to be a 30 minute show, I think we've gone a little over that, so oh, I, I'm about just ready. Go ahead
2: and, just go ahead and cut
1: segments out of this thing.
0: Yeah, just cut
1: every time uh, Alex started talking.
0: Yeah, there we go. We can do that, but we're leaving in, we're leaving in the superhero stuff, super villain stuff.
1: In fact, just do that. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's all we need to talk about. Yeah, The
1: rest of it, whatever.
0: All right. So I think I can safely say for all of us that this is honestly all we had to talk about this week. This somehow dragged on longer than we planned, but let's hope for another big week. Hope you all are well. Hope you are enjoying some preseason football A little bit back to normal watching habits after the Olympics. And we will see you all next week. It's football season again, everybody. Talk to you later.